reminder of the good news that he's not dead, but he is alive. The Bible, the scripture's been read in your hearing. I want to lift a few verses in chapter 20. I want to look at verse 25 but he said to them unless I see the nail marks in his hand and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side I will not believe it a week later his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Amen. On this Resurrection Sunday, I want to preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help from the topic from crises to confidence. From crises to confidence. Lord, bless your word. Bless your preacher. Your words, my mouth. Anoint me now not to preach a good sermon, but a sermon that does a lot of good. In Jesus' name. Amen. From crisis to confidence. If you are acquainted and familiar with the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, then you are also acquainted with the original 12 disciples and those men and women who followed our Savior and Lord closely. While Jesus had many people who followed him on a regular and consistent basis, there were certain people who followed Jesus more closely passionately and wholeheartedly. If you read and have read the Gospels, you are familiar and acquainted with Peter, James, and John, the sons of Zebedee, who followed Jesus closely, passionately, and wholeheartedly. If you read the Gospels, you are familiar with Joanna, Salome, and Mary Magdalene, who followed Jesus closely, passionately, and wholeheartedly. If you pay attention to the footsteps of our Savior and Lord, then you are familiar with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus residents of Bethany who also followed Jesus closely, passionately, and wholeheartedly. If you are acquainted with the life and ministry of Jesus, then you are also acquainted with Joseph of Arimathea, 
and Nicodemus who secretly yet followed Jesus closely, passionately, and wholeheartedly. If I had time on this Resurrection Sunday morning, I could give a laundry list of men and women who thought it not robbery to follow Jesus closely, passionately, and wholeheartedly based upon all that Jesus did for them. And while we are discussing those who followed Jesus closely, passionately, and wholeheartedly, no one followed Jesus more closely, passionately, and wholeheartedly than the original 12 disciples of our Savior and Lord. While they were imperfect, failed, scattered, messed up, none of these men were lukewarm. None of these men were two-faced. None of these men were phony in their fellowship of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Among these men who followed our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ was a man by the name of Thomas. For those of us who have read the gospel narratives, we have heard that name before. In most cases, when we hear the name Thomas, we hear the adjective that qualifies his name. We don't just call him Thomas, but rather we call him Doubting Thomas because Thomas, like many of us on this Sunday morning, was from the great state of Missouri. And while we talk about Thomas in critical, judgmental tone, most of us, if we would be honest with ourselves on this Sunday morning, have some Missouri in us. If you don't comprehend what I'm saying, Missouri is the show me state. And most of us spiritually, amen, somebody, have a great degree of Missouri in us because if we would be honest with ourselves, we wrestle with skepticism, we wrestle with doubt, we wrestle with God's ability and willingness to do what God said God is going to do. We have heard the story. We've experienced answered prayer. We have seen the miraculous. We have seen what God has done in the lives of others. Yet if the truth be told on this Sunday morning, we, like Thomas, experience crises of faith because we have more Missouri in us than we do walk by faith. 
No story highlights the doubt, skepticism, and hardcore realism or pessimism in Thomas than this narrative that takes place after the resurrection of our Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. When Jesus appeared to the ten, remember Judas has already killed himself. Thomas was nowhere to be found. We don't know where Thomas was when Jesus showed up. When Jesus showed up and revealed himself to the ten, Thomas was not, was not there. Consequently, Thomas did not have a first-person experience with the resurrected Christ. When the disciples told Thomas that he's not dead, but he is alive, Thomas was hard-pressed to believe that a dead man experienced a miraculous supernatural resurrection from the dead. Though Thomas had walked with Jesus for three and a half years, Thomas was hard-pressed to believe that a man who was buried on Friday was now living again. This has never happened before in human history. When you're dead, you're dead. Yet the disciples, amen, either they are lunatics, they are liars, or they are so in love with Jesus that they have seen what God has done. And the disciples say, no, we ain't lunatics, nor are we liars, but we have seen with our own eyes that the same Jesus we heard preach for three and a half years who was killed, amen, on Friday is now alive. And Thomas, like many of us who are from Missouri, says, unless I see it with my own doggone eyes, unless I touch the nail prints in his hand, unless I put my finger where the spear pierced him in his side, I will not believe it. Thomas Watch Chapel and my friends all across the world is experiencing what many of us experience, a crisis of faith. And we might as well be honest with ourselves. We have been there. Amen, somebody. On this Sunday morning, we have seen what God has done. But when it comes to us, you and I wrestle with doubt, skepticism, and unbelief. In particular, when we go through seasons of difficulty, seasons of stress, seasons of strife, a year in a pandemic where we have not been able to see loved ones during this season, many of us right now are still wrestling with a crisis of faith. I heard God can do it, but can he do it for me? I've heard him answer prayers for other people, but can he answer my prayer? I heard that God can give you peace that passeth all understanding, but can he give me peace? 
I heard God can reconcile folk who are going through and who are strained, but can he do it for me? I heard God can lift my head, but can he do it for me? I heard God can hit a straight lick with a crooked stick, but I'm so doggone crooked, I wonder if he can do it for me. I heard God can do it for them, but I'm hard-pressed to believe that God can do it for me. And like Thomas, unless I see it, I'm from Missouri. I just have a hard time believing it. And yet, like Jesus challenged Thomas, Jesus has sent me on this Resurrection Sunday to challenge the people of God to encourage somebody to move from crisis to confidence. Can I preach this word on this Sunday morning? I know somebody right now is going through a psychological, emotional, spiritual crisis concerning our belief in the ability of God to do the miraculous. But I've come by to encourage somebody to make the sanctified leap from crises to having confidence in the ability of Almighty God. Can I preach this the way the Holy Spirit gives it to me? It's amazing, Watch Chapel, on this Sunday morning that we can have confidence in some stuff but have little confidence in the ability and power of Almighty God. Let me preach this the way the Holy Spirit gives it to me. We have confidence in love at first sight. Amen, somebody. But sometimes we have little confidence in the power and ability of Almighty God. We have confidence in the ability of science to fertilize an egg in a laboratory dish, amen, somebody, but we have a little confidence in the power of God to bring something out of nothing. We have confidence in technological power of Alexa and Siri, but we have little confidence in the power of God who sits high and looks low, who can organize, intervene, and engineer the events of human history. We have confidence in NASA's ability to explore outer space and engineer planes so you and I can fly from one time zone to another time zone. But we have little confidence in the ability of God to bring good out of bad. We had confidence in the ability of compound interest and the laws of economics to see our dollars stack. But we got little confidence in the ability of God when it comes to bringing our tithe so God can open the windows of heaven. We got confidence when we want to have confidence about what we want to have confidence about. But when it comes to God and the power of God, I dare you to have more confidence in God than you have in anything. Thomas is in a crisis. Unless I see it, I won't believe it. I heard God can do it, but I'm hard pressed to believe it. How can I move? Come on, give me uh, seven more minutes from crises 
to confidence. Thomas graduates, watch chapel, from crisis to confidence because Thomas experiences the fruitfulness of fellowship. Oh, help me preach this. Earlier when Jesus showed up, Thomas was not around. We don't know where Thomas was. And Thomas, because he was not present, does not get the benefit of blessing of seeing Jesus show up the first time. But now that Thomas has come back around, now that Thomas has come back to church, now that Thomas has started tuning in on Wednesday night, now that Thomas has tuned in to Saturday small group, now that Thomas has come to worship, be it virtual on Sunday morning, now that Thomas has used right now media at his access and disposal, Thomas now experiences the fruit of fellowship. Maybe Thomas doesn't believe because he was by himself. Or maybe Thomas doesn't believe because he's running with the wrong folk. But when Thomas shows back up, Jesus shows up, but Thomas also has the blessing and benefit of the other ten disciples who can encourage his faith, who are iron that sharpens iron, who can speak life to Thomas, who can remind him of what they've seen, who can testify about their experience, and who can strengthen his faith because of what they've seen. Let me help somebody. The worst thing you and I can do is try to be a Christian by ourselves. There is no such thing as a solo, individual Christian. Yes, you're going to go to heaven by yourself. Yes, you were born by yourself. But guess what? Until the Lord Jesus calls us from earth to glory, we're going to need one another. I'm going to need somebody to pray for me. You're going to need somebody to encourage you. You're going to need somebody to speak life to you. You're going to need somebody to give you a helping hand. You're going to need somebody to intercede for you. You're going to need somebody to bless you. We can't do it all by ourselves. And make sure you are in fellowship, not just with Lottie Dottie in them, but you need to be in fellowship with somebody who's going to pray for you. Be in fellowship with somebody who's going to build you up. Be in fellowship with somebody who's going to encourage you. Be in fellowship with some folk who's going to challenge you. Be in fellowship with some folk who mean you good. Thomas becomes a believer and grows from crises to confidence because of the fruitfulness of fellowship. Yes, Lord, uh, I can't stop right there. Thomas grows from crises to confidence, not just because of the fruitfulness of fellowship, but because Thomas, hear me, has the audacity to ask. Preach, Pastor. Thomas says, unless I see it with my own eyes, unless I touch with my own hands, 
I just won't believe it. Thomas Watch Chapel has the audacity to ask, let me help somebody on this Sunday morning. Let me bust somebody's spiritual bubble. You and I have been mistaught. We are the miseducated disciples who have been taught we can't ask God. No greater lie has been told. I need some Bible readers who are going to read the book of Job. I need some Bible readers who have read the Psalms of David. I need some Bible readers who have read what Jesus did on the cross. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Jesus asked God. David asked God. Job asked God. Jeremiah asked God. And now Thomas has the audacity to say, God, I want to believe, but help thou my unbelief. And sometimes, church, come here, somebody. I need the Bible readers in the house to say amen with me. Uh, you have not because you ask not. Amen. You have not because you ask amiss. We have been mistaught. We have been miseducated. That's folk religion. That ain't the Bible. The Bible says you can ask God. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. And somebody knows that Thomas here graduates from crises to confidence because he has the audacity to ask, God, I want to believe, but I need your help. Come here, Gideon. I need a fleece so you can verify and certify that you are calling me to do what you're calling me to do. And Thomas says, God, I want to believe, Jesus. I've been following you for three and a half years, but I need your holy, sanctified help. And look at what Jesus does. Eight days later, eight is the day of new beginning. Y'all ain't talking to me. Jesus shows up and says, Thomas, I'm here. Give me your hand. Put your hands in my hand. Put your finger in the pierced side. And because Thomas has the audacity to ask, Jesus shows up. Can I preach this to bless somebody right now? Maybe you don't have joy because you ain't asked for joy. Maybe you don't have peace because you ain't asked for peace. Maybe you don't have a renewed mind because you ain't asked for a renewed mind. Maybe you don't have the promotion because you ain't asked for the promotion. Maybe you ain't healed because you ain't asked for healing. Maybe you don't have discipline because you ain't asked for discipline. Maybe you don't have it because you ain't asked for it. Ask God. I can't stop right there. It's Resurrection Sunday. I feel like hollering. He moves from crises to confidence because of the fruitfulness of fellowship. Moves from crises to confidence because he has the audacity to ask. But he moves from crises to confidence because he is mindful of the miraculous. Oh, y'all ain't talking to me on this Sunday morning. Thomas has heard Jesus saying he was going to get up. And he has heard that Jesus has gotten up. And Thomas has seen what Jesus has done for the past three and a half years. And now that Jesus has done what he said he was going to do, Thomas is having a crisis of faith because he has not been mindful 
of the miraculous. And I'm preaching this to bless somebody right now. Because many of us doubt. Many of us have skepticism. Many of us are pessimistic and cynical. Many of us don't believe the power of God because we are mindful of other stuff. But we have yet to become mindful of the miraculous supernatural ability of Almighty God. Let me help somebody. The other day I talked to a friend of mine who said, uh, I just have a hard time believing miracles. Well, I said, well, let me help you, uh, my friend. I dare you to pay attention to stuff that goes on around you. Uh, God performs miracles every day. Do I have a witness here? If you and I would just be mindful of miracles, uh, you and I would graduate from crises to confidence. Uh, the mere fact that I'm alive right now is a miracle. Do I have anybody with the testimony on Resurrection Sunday morning? All the stuff you done been through and God still has kept your mind? That's a miracle. Can I have some real folk on this Sunday morning? I ain't gonna take the vaccine. I don't know what they're putting in the vaccine. I don't know what I'm putting in my body. You done had Coca-Cola, y'all ain't talking to me. You done had McDonald's, amen. You done had some other stuff. I, I wish I could preach this to the real folk. And you alive right now. Don't tell me God ain't a miracle worker. All the stuff you done been through. Look at your life. I dare somebody be mindful of the miracles that God has already done. Do I have a witness right now? Does anybody have a testimony? I don't look like what I've been through. I've been through hell, but I'm as fine as cat hair. I've been through the water. I've been through the fire, but I'm as fine as I was 20 years ago. Anybody got a testimony? I see miracles every day. I woke up this morning. God healed my baby girl. That's a miracle. I got a degree behind my name. That's a miracle. Ain't been to jail. That's a miracle. Do I have some help on this Sunday morning? You had a car accident. The car was totaled, but you walked away. That's a miracle. I dare you to pay attention to the miracles all around you. Woke up. Joy, peace, mercy, saved, sanctified, got a testimony. That's the close right now. Your miracle is your testimony. What has God done for you? What has God brought you over? What has God brought you through? When I look back, I said when I look back over my life, and think things over. I got a testimony. Yes, I do. You ain't in the kindergarten no more. You got grown faith. 
ain't preschool. This ain't romper room. This ain't Mickey Mouse Playhouse. You have seen God work in your life. You have experienced God answering your prayers. You have seen God do the miraculous. We wonder how God's going to work it out, but I believe God can do it. I done seen too much. I done been through too much. I, I done seen him work in your lives, seen him work in my life, seen him work in the lives of other churches. Don't tell me what God can't do. All of us have moments of crises, but don't let your crises dissuade you from believing that God is able. You sitting down somewhere right now. You ain't seen an engineer make that chair. You're going to have ham. You're going to have macaroni and cheese. You ain't seen the butcher bake that ham. You don't know whether it's macaroni and cheese or not. But you're going to eat it. They say it's chocolate. You don't know what it is. Honey bun cake. Amen, somebody. We've been a food line all weekend. Food line, Harris Teeter Lowe's. Somebody right now on this resurrection Sunday morning, you're not saved. My sister, my brother, I invite somebody to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord. You're saved, but you don't have a church home and you need to be a part of a church family that's going to encourage you to grow from crises to confidence. You need to be a part of a fellowship that is fruitful. People who ain't going to talk crazy, but going to talk life. You need the audacity to ask. And then you need to be reminded to be mindful of the miraculous. We, we, we see miracles every day. We discount them. A few years ago, the overpass in Atlanta dropped down, just crashed. Nobody died. That's a miracle. Atlanta traffic, come on now. Y'all ain't talking to me. You look at your own life. You know, walked away from car accidents. Knowing your blood pressure high. You ain't been to the doctor in a year. Ain't had a stroke, ain't had an aneurysm. I wish I could tell people's testimonies. And sometimes it ain't what you it ain't it ain't what you've it's it's what you've seen. Amber alerts, silver alerts, people coming back safe. Go to the contact us tab, unite with Watch Chapel. Watch Chapel, this is Sabbath week. We won't see you on Wednesday, but we'll see you next Sunday. We thank you, we remind everybody, amen. When we say the benediction, don't turn off because 
We are participating in the virtual right hand of fellowship. We'll replay the announcements again. <clears throat> Thank you for your faithfulness in giving. Thank you for your faithfulness in giving. If you're a member of Watch Chapel, become a tither. If you're not a member of a church, but watch, feel free to tithe here. If you're a member of another church, tithe where you are a member. You can give an offering here. There are multiple ways to give to Watch Chapel. They're on your screen now. We're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper as we prepare to celebrate the Lord's Supper. We do so reverently. God put this in my spirit the other day. If he died for us, we can live for him. Since he died for me, I can live for him. I should live for him. I will live for him. Lord, forgive me of every sin I've committed against you by thought, word, and deed. Forgive me for sins of omission, commission, thought, word, and deed. Forgive me of all that I've said, done, and think. It's been contrary to your will and your way. Creating me a clean heart, renewing me a right spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. On the night he was betrayed, he took the bread, broke it, and blessed it, and said, Take, eat, this is my body, and we do likewise. After he took the bread, broke it, and ate it, he took the cup, said, this cup is given. It's an expression of the new covenant in my blood. Do this, and often as you drink it in remembrance of me, and we do likewise. And the church said, Amen. 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 Tell somebody, have a blessed resurrection Sunday. Come on, bless us, choir. And they went out and sang a hymn.
Good evening. Oh, scratch. Good morning. It's Resurrection Sunday in the life of the church. Praise God. Jesus got up with all power in his hands. We are shouting out our family and friends all across the world. We are shouting out our international audience, our U.S. audience from California to Florida, the Midwest, the South, all 100 counties in the state of North Carolina, welcome to Resurrection Sunday here at Watch Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. We are extending greetings to all of you. We want everybody after the benediction to stay tuned for our virtual right hand of fellowship that will take place right after the benediction. We're also encouraging all parents and young people to tune in to our virtual children's nursery today from 11.30 a.m. to 12 noon. You can log in to our virtual children's nursery through our website, the Children and Youth webpage on our website. We are observing Resurrection Sunday. Our church office will be closed on Easter Monday. There will be no activities, no meetings, no Bible study this week. The week after Resurrection Sunday is Sabbath week. So we want you to spend time with your family. Be safe, but spend time with your family. Our Impact Missionary Team is distributing care packages to the loved ones of Watch Chapel members who are currently serving in the military. Please serve online. Please register online through the upcoming events webpage on our website. Tonight at midnight is the deadline, or you can send an email to impactmissions at watchchapel.org. Watch Chapel, we are blessed to be a blessing, and we are requested to join and serve with our impact missionaries during the month of April by creating blessing bags. We want to create blessing bags to be a blessing to people who are homeless, who are down on their proverbial luck, or who might be going through a tough season in life. So we're asking you to put together a bag that may consist of peanut butter or cheese crackers, granola bar, water, disposable mask, tissues. For a more comprehensive list, please visit the upcoming events webpage on our website. Keep these bags in your car for easy access when needed. Be prepared, be intentional, and be a blessing. Watch Chapel on Saturday, April 24th from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. We are participating in our quarterly premarital workshop. All engaged couples or couples that are considering marriage are encouraged to attend this virtual event. You can register by emailing marriageenrichment at watchchapel.org. 
Watch Chapel Saturday Small Groups is coming right around the corner. Saturday Small Groups will resume on Saturday, April 10th at 9 o'clock a.m. We as the church will be studying the book of 1 Peter. The discussion questions might be accessed online on the Discipleship and Fellowship webpage on our website. Right now, media will be used for this series. Register for your free account on the website under the media menu. Watch Chapel, our children and youth ministry is sponsoring a SAT prep class on Monday, April 19th at 6.30 p.m. Please register by Friday, April 16th at 5 o'clock p.m. to reserve your virtual seat. A Zoom link will be emailed to people who have registered by April 18th. To register, email Sister Terry Dunn at children and youth at watchchapel.org, or you can text Sister Dunn at 919-602-8052. If you have questions or need additional information, Watch Chapel, we're encouraging all high school seniors to tune in and be prepared for our Watch Scholarship Information Session. Our Watch scholarship are, Scholarships are now available. They can be accessed through the Children and Youth webpage on our website. All high school seniors who plan to attend a two-year or four-year institution of higher learning can apply. Please check the website for more details about this scholarship opportunity. The application deadline is 11.59 p.m. on April 30th, 2021. Email any questions you have to scholarship at watchchapel.org. It's time to worship. It's Resurrection Sunday. Let's praise the name of our risen Savior. Amen. <laughs> 